This is the puppy-loving voice of your local announcer, Tom Fitzmorris. And it's time for the food show, but just uh, for a, a minute here, that last item on the news on the CBS News you just heard, talking about some guy who had a pellet gun and shot a, a puppy. How can anybody be that cruel? I mean, I hate to even think about it, so I'm not going to think about it. But uh, here I was about ready to start you off with a really silly uh, item. So actually, it's perfect timing because it'll keep us from thinking about the puppy. Anyway, uh, there comes a moment in every year when we have to install a new calendar. And I'm holding in my hand, look at the size of this, our, uh, our new calendar for the entire year of 2019. We still have one, one month worth of uh, this one, though. Uh, you know, I almost hate to take it down because it's done a good job, and uh, it's, it was working for just until uh, about a week and a half away. That's not all that much. Why should we take that uh, wonderfully responsible and effective calendar from last year and just keep using it until it's already completely Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. I guess there's not much more to do with a calendar that has run out. So uh, I guess we'll install this one. Do we have the? Uh, there's a there's a uh, an an ode that uh, an, an ode. That's not it. Uh, there's a there's something you have to say that there's a magic formula or something about starting off your new calendar. Oh, we'll have to figure this out. All right, enough of that. This is a program about food, and uh, the, the, we have two aspects of it. One of them is just an endless barrage of stuff from me, because uh, th- this is what I think about all the time. And not because I, I eat all the time. I'm a little overweight, but not too much. I used to be tremendously hum- overweight, uh, lost 80 pounds in the last three or so years, I, and I'd tell you how I did it if I knew. I, I really don't know how that happened, but it did. And people who hear that say, you better see a doctor because that's a symptom of other things. But then I, I do get all the tests and everything, and they all come out fine. So I just, you know, I guess I'm doing something right. Anyway, so we, we've got, how did I get on that? No particular way. We talk about food here, and we talk about food from any imaginable perspective you have. And we'd love to hear from you, but in the, at the same time, if I know a few things I think you ought to know, I will pass them along to you. We'll have some guests on the program. We all, always do, although sometimes we go for long stretches without guests. I don't know why. But uh, we have a good time doing it, whatever it is, and uh, we'd love to have you as part of it. One uh, thing, just before we get going into the meat of our program today, I hope it's meaty. There is uh, there's something I wanted to, uh, to mention, uh, and it is uh, about an event that's coming up this Saturday at the—I the, the, uh, uh, can never remember the, anything but the initials of it. And so I have to think of the initials first, and then I can think of its name. SOFAB, which is the Southern Food and Beverage Museum. It's on— uh, uh, right on Melpamine, 
Uh, wait, I'm sorry. That uh, in that uh, neighborhood, uh, that that stretch uh, used to be Melpomene, but it isn't anymore. Hasn't been for a long time. It's Martin Luther King Boulevard, and at the intersection with. Uh, Oh, what was her name? She was a, a, a very wonderful lady in the community for a long time. And she has a, a street named after her, and for some reason I can't dredge up the name of it. But you know the one I'm talking about. Anyway, that's where the, uh, the Food and Beverage Museum is. And over the weekend, uh, they're going to have uh, a couple of cooking demonstrations. I'm pretty sure they're free, but I'm not positive. When we get the folks on who are running that, I'll find out for sure. Uh, it, there's one at 1 o'clock, and there's a second go-round at uh, 2 o'clock. And the chef is a guy who uh, I think is operating the best new restaurant of 2018. Uh, he's out there. Uh, Eric Cook is his name. And he's, uh, he's really uh, a terrific guy. I love his food, and it it has a, a restaurant that is in the Lower Garden District. It's that You know that spot if you're driving on Magazine Street and you're heading into downtown New Orleans, how you have to cross over and head off at an angle, uh, and it becomes Camp Street, and that's how you get in. Uh, that, that's the neighborhood. It's right there, right in the middle of things. And uh, if you know that neighborhood, it's really easy to find unless it's dark at night, which it is right now. I wonder if anybody... You know, uh, restaurants, they complain about things all the time, restaurateurs, or they brag about themselves, one or the other. And they, uh, uh, for some reason, have not uh, uh, grabbed hold of this, uh, that it, the darkness at this time of year, it gets, it's, it's improving every day, you know, ever since the 21st of uh, December. But it's still dark as can be in night and I was uh, just a couple uh, uh, days ago. I had dinner at Alo. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm not getting anything right today. Uh, Oz, Avo, Avo uh, on Magazine Street, and finding uh, a, a place that had an open parking space it was about an hour. Uh, well, about a, a block and a half away from the restaurant. That's not too bad. But it gets worse when it's pitch black, dark, and you can't see your way around. And who walks around? With uh, with a with a flashlight in his or her pocket, yes, that's right. It's me. I'm the one who does that. Uh, to the great derision of my wife. No, I'm just kidding. I'm making all this up. Greg is on the on the phone. That's for real. Greg, welcome to our show. Tom, how are you today? <clears throat> I'm having a a pretty good day actually. And you? Doing good. You said you didn't know how you lost 80 pounds, right? I don't know. I honestly don't know. You said, I thought you said the secret the last couple of years was you eat half of everything. Oh, I've been doing that for a long time. I still do that. Um, that's, that's, well, that's what motivated me. I didn't lose 80, but I lost some weight doing what you just said to do a few years ago. That, that, order whatever you want and just eat half. Just order normal meals yep. and only eat half of it. That's it. And then it, and I know a lot of people feel funny about uh, about doing that because you wind up wasting a lot of food. That's true. Yeah. But well, uh, it's it the damage that comes out of wasting your food is way less than the damage you have from being way overweight. overweight. Yeah, I know. And I've been doing some uh, walking. Yeah. Walking two to, two is to four miles. Oh, that's terrific. Yeah. How so often? Once a year? 
That, that's uh, no. <laughs> that's that's a that's a long walk. Uh, two four uh, uh, four. Would you say four? Two miles. Two to four miles. Yeah. That is a. Where do you go to take a walk that long? That's a pretty good stretch. Neighborhood. Well, there's a, the YMCA. Sometimes I just oh, do okay. laps. Oh, I see. You know, around yeah. the track. Yeah. So. I always figure. If if I'm going to do the exercise anyway, I want to go to a place that's outside, and oh, yeah. uh, you know it has some nice scenery. It, it, being in a, a uh, in a what, what do you call where, where the places where you go and get get your exercise gym a health, yeah. a health club yeah gym. when you yeah. go to the gym yeah I, I, there's something about it that seems like you're wasting an opportunity to walk around outdoors yeah but uh, maybe it's just my own paranoia. Huh. Yeah, and one more thing. Um, I've yeah. been hearing a lot lately. Of, uh, are you high on uh, the restaurant Gigi's and Metairie? I've heard about it, but I haven't been there. Have you? No, I'm just wondering because I've, I've been hearing people talk about it lately. But well, let's is so, it, let's it, ask. Is, does anybody? If that's the name Gigi's, G-I-G-I. Gigi's and Metairie. Yeah, I'm just how, wondering if. How do you spell it? I think it's G-I. I'm, I'm on, I don't G-I- think it's G-E. G-I-G-I, yeah, G-I-G-I, G-I-G-I? Just one. G-G. Yeah. No, I, I can't say I know about it. Maybe somebody listening yeah. to us does. Yeah, so anyway. But I just wanted to tell you about the weight loss. It, it's yeah. really helped a lot just to do the half half, half the portion. That really that does work. Yeah, I mean, th- th- when you think about it, it, all diets boil down to you get more exercise and you eat less, period. Yeah. You've got oh, it. Yeah. If you do that, you've got it, and you're going to lose weight. Well, so many people do these fat diets, the low-carb, Oh, uh, the, All those formulas. Diet. Oh, my wife could talk a blue streak for you for two hours about the, one, <laughs> the ones that she's on or she's yeah. thinking about being on. She told me not to right. say she's losing weight. But who is not losing weight? Who's not trying to lose weight? I, I, yeah, you, I know. you know them I'm when you see them coming. That's for sure. Yeah. But other than that. <laughs> all right, Tom. Thanks. Great, great chatting with you. Thank you for calling. See ya. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. It's great to be here with you talking about food and restaurants and stuff. You know what? I got uh, an email today, and I wish I could hook in with my email here in our studio uh, because I'd read it to you. But it's a guy who is uh, in Kuwait in the Middle East, and he was running some sort of office with the military. He's part of the military, he says. And guess what he listens to on the radio while he's working in his office? Would you believe this show? You can, you can stream it, you know. You can, uh, you can listen to it on your computer, which sounds great, if, assuming your computer has a good sound system. You could listen to podcasts of our program. This is just a recording of uh, everyday show. We do it every single day. You can pull it down off the website at WWL.com. So, in other words, if you're on your way bringing your kids home from school at uh, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I know doggone well that they don't like listening to the food show. So there's nothing we will ever do about that. Kids need to, you know, do what the kids like to do. And so uh, if that happens to you... Just download the podcast, and when you're driving around uh, going to the grocery store or on your way to something else, you can listen to the the podcast. Uh, And you can also listen to us streaming on your uh, smartphone, and there's several different ways you can do that. One of them is to go to radio.com. So in case uh, this HD business has uh, puzzled you, and it has a, a, quite a few people. Uh, it's, it's really not as hard as uh, most people who talk to me 
uh, say it is because it's just making it happen for the first two or three times. It's so different from just using a regular radio, an AM or an FM radio, uh, that you might not figure it out right away. But once you get it, especially if you can do a preset button so you can just go straight to that every anytime you want to, you find that it's really pretty easy. And the, it's, the sound is better. It, the, 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 uh, the sound, uh, the, the, the station's energies go quite a bit farther than they did in the old days. So uh, all of it is out there. HD radio, you can buy it from any of those big, bo- big box stores that do a lot of electronic stuff. Uh, too bad uh, Radio Shack isn't still around because they certainly would have it. Most cars have it, unless they're very old. If you have a car that's about three or four or five years old, chances are your radio is already fixed up to do HD radio. So it's just a matter of reading the owner's manual, and then they'll tell you what to do. And once again, you hit the uh, the button to, to save the routine. And next time, you don't have to go run through all the steps. You just hit one button. And I very strongly uh, encourage you to get that, to, to figure it out. Uh, the service itself is free. This is something that has marked radio broadcasting since the very beginning in the 1920s. And that is, when you listen to the radio, you don't have to pay a nickel for the service. You can listen as long as you want to anything you want that's on the air, and you can just uh, dig it and not worry about it. It's free. It always has been free. It always will be free. So I haven't given you that screed for a while. We, we, have, um, we have a lot of time on the show and very little show today. I don't, I don't know why it's a thing. We, we might have a guest or two. I, I, I've talked to a few people today to see uh, who's out there and who would like to come in and say hello to our listeners. And we'll let you know in a little while. We have a couple other things coming up. I have been asked, when are we doing our next Eat Club dinner at the Roosevelt Hotel? We are doing a series of 12 uh, uh, broadcasts from various parts of the of the Roosevelt Hotel, which is celebrating its 100, I'm sorry, yeah, that, no, that's right, 125th anniversary this year. And uh, because there's a connection between WWL and our mother station, WWL, they used to have their, their uh, studios in the hotel. That's, uh, the, the two things were very much put together. Uh, so, uh, you know, everything seems to be uh, celebrating its 125th anniversary this year. We're one of them. The, the hotel is, and another one is Commander's Palace. They're, they're up there, too. Let's see. What else? Uh, there was something else I wanted to bring up along these lines. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't finished telling you about the Roosevelt. We do, we've been doing these. We've done two of them already, and we're picking different food and hangout kind of places in the hotel. Uh, the last one we went to was at the... Uh, the Fountain Lounge, which is the uh, uh, everyday, all-day uh, place to go t- to get, really, you could have anything from a very basic meal to something fairly fancy. They did an, uh, a Revion dinner this year that was very good. I had it one night when we were there doing our broadcast. Anyway, there's live music. There's going to be a special menu. I'm pretty sure they haven't told me what the food aspect is going to be, uh, but we will have... Uh, a great time. We'll do the broadcast from there, and then we at 6 o'clock, we'll sit down 
And uh, I, whether we're going to do a set menu or we're going to just hand you the menu and let you pick whatever you want, I don't know which way is the better way. I think it's different for different people. If you had some thoughts about that, if you we have this big special dinner coming up, and there's one, there are two options. One of them is to have this special menu that has like maybe four courses in it, maybe some wine pairings, and it'll go for something like seventy-five to eighty-five, maybe even a hundred dollars. The other option is uh, to go over there and just order off the menu. Uh, and if you tried hard enough, you could get that up to $100 as well, but uh, there's no necessity for to do so. You, you could get out of there for a lot less than that. The bar in there is really good. I mentioned that they have live music. It's um, two different uh, orchestras, in fact. And when we were there about a month ago, uh, it was the most entertaining time of the night. These guys were terrific. Ron Jones, he's uh, he plays over at the... Uh, Delmonico a lot, and he was he has been playing over there at the Roosevelt too. So that's uh, that's big fun. The date for that is the twenty eighth. That's the whole reason why I was making a big fuss over whether we have a, a calendar in here because I I didn't have any place to write it down so no one would forget. But it's the thirty first. That's a Thursday night. Mark your calendar. I don't have any tickets or any anything else just yet, but we'll get that shortly, and hope that you can join us. We have a lot of fun at these things, and uh, and we talk about all the other restaurants in town, and and just shoot the bra- shoot the breeze, and and enjoy it. Uh, that's all coming up on here on the food show on 105.3 FM HD2. All right, we'll come back with more of our. Anything goes. Oh, hi! It's the food show. This is Tom Fitzmorris. It's wonderful to be here with you. I really mean that. I look forward to doing this every day. It perks up my day and perks up my year even. And since we have a new year, we have to do a lot of perking. What am I talking about? Oh, you know what uh, showed up here today? It's another one of those annual events. Here we have two of them in one day. Uh, One of them is the arrival of the new calendar, which I put on the wall. I actually have two calendars of note. I have one of them that's your standard big old desktop uh, calendar, which is very, very handy. But the other one is a calendar that is entirely devoted to people who were very prominent in the golden age of radio when they had uh, when they had dramas, live dramas from all the networks, and uh, even a lot of local stuff. I know our station did a tremendous amount of local dramas and and tell and radio excuse me radio shows. Uh, it was a big part of the uh, the existence of both WWL and WSMB, which is this, my other station. Uh, it, it, long story, I'm not going to go into it. So anyway, uh, here we are about to enter into uh, another uh, season of dining and, and everything else. Uh, and uh, just plain eating of interesting things. Like today, the Girl Scouts uh, have a, a routine of checking in with anybody who they think can get the word out about Girl Scout cookies. If you uh, have ever had a daughter or, a, or a, gosh, uh, it, it doesn't necessarily, the, the, the ages don't seem to matter as much anymore, but uh, if you, uh, even if you've never been associated with Girl Scouts at any time, you can always buy their cookies, at least during the season when they sell them. And that season is about to begin 
and they always come over here with a couple of boxes of their cookies. And uh, I got my box today, my two boxes. One of them was a lemon cookie. It, it looks like a, a, a size-down lemon meringue pie. That's kind of what it looks like. It has a meringue. Well, it has a, a lemon kind of cast to the, to the, uh, the coating. And in the center, it's a, a nice shortbread kind, of, shortbread kind of cookie. And uh, I already ate like five of them. They're pretty good. Uh, the other one that they sent me were uh, their s'mores cookies. S'mores were invented by the Girl Scouts in their campouts. What they would do is they would take graham crackers and they would put chocolate, chocolate bars, you know, like Hershey bars and stuff, uh, on the crackers. And then they would put in between the two some marshmallows, sliced up marshmallows. They just put them in there most of the time. And then they would uh, hold these over. Uh, an open fire, and they would kind of melt into one another, and they were irresistible, the ones that you make out there in the, in the field. Now, uh, my son was very avidly in the Boy Scouts, and so was I with him. I always wanted to be a Boy Scout when I was the right age to do that, but it never happened. Uh, and so I made up for it for about 10 years. I was one of many dads who were with their sons and camping out and doing all that stuff that you know about uh, Boy Scouts being uh, about. But uh, one of the things we did was that we made those s'mores just like the Girl Scouts did. And uh, the Girl Scouts, they, they had the claim on it. It was their creation. But the Boy Scouts did them a lot. But the Girl Scouts would give them a certain amount of flack about it. But that's okay. I think that's completely okay. Because they have to get used to it for later years. Uh, or maybe not. 260-6368 is our telephone number. We talk about food here but to the exclusion of anything else. Last night, I wasn't sure what I was going to do for dinner. I knew my wife was busy doing something all day yesterday. She's doing it again. She and my uh, daughter are building a house. I'm not kidding. They're building a house from the ground up. Uh, long story, uh, but they're having a lot of fun with it. Uh, but the other thing, uh, so I, I went into town, and I knew they weren't going to be around, and I hadn't made any plans with anybody to just get together for dinner. So I drove into the quarter, mainly because the way I get away from the studios uh, takes me through a really nasty traffic uh, jam all the time, and I just didn't feel like going through that. So I went into the quarter, parked my car in one of those big lots, and then walked into the heart of the quarter, I kind of vaguely had Antoine's on my mind because I haven't been there lately. And uh, that's where I was headed. And then uh, I, do, I did something that I always do uh, when I'm in that neighborhood and running that way. Instead of just walking out on the sidewalk all the way, when I get to the Royal Orleans Hotel, I go in through the back door where, they, where all the uh, cars park their cars. I mean, you know, the, the guy, the people, who drivers, you know, that bring your cars in. Anyway, um, you uh, walk to the back of that and then take a, 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 a stairway down one floor. And then you walk through a, an assortment of offices and shops. There's a barbershop there uh, that I've been using for a long time off and on. And then you make a turn, you go up another set of st uh, stairs, uh, counteracting the first one you were on. So now you're back at sea level again. 
And uh, then you walk through the lobby uh, to the other end of that, and then you have to descend again to br bring you down another layer. And at that point, you're in the bar and just at the entrance of the rib room, which has been uh, the main restaurant of the Royal Orleans Hotel for, gosh, since I think they opened up in 1960. It was the year. Very classy place. It was the last really big hotel in the French Quarter. Uh, after that, they put a real uh, break on big hotel kind of buildings in the French Quarter because they said it was ruining a lot of the, uh, the architecture there, and it probably was. So anyway, I'm walking uh, through the entrance here uh, of the, of the uh, grill room. Not the, excuse me, not the grill room, the, uh, uh, the uh, uh, rib room. And uh, in there are the general manager, and it was the, uh, of the hotel, and also uh, the maitre d' of the restaurant, and the chef, uh, Tom Wolf, who has been moving around from restaurant to restaurant for quite a while. Now, I don't mean that as a put-down. It is kind of normal, especially in Europe. In Europe, chefs move around. They'll spend six months here, and then they'll go somewhere else, and they they hang out there and they work for two two years or something, and then they go to a different place. Chefs just do that. They just bounce around a lot. Uh, Tom Wolf has done it a little more than average, I would say, but he, I guess it works for him. The, he seems, though, to have found a pretty permanent location, which is at the Blue Room. I'm, I'm sorry. The, the uh, I'm gonna get this right yet. I'm I'm a little off my feed today. He. Uh, he, he's over at the uh, the rib room, and he's also the general. Uh, he's the executive chef for the whole hotel, so that takes in all the all the many uh, private festivals and private uh, receptions and and all that kind of thing. Uh, that's under his observance. Uh, he also has to take care of things like room service and all of that. So a uh, busy guy. And I haven't seen him in a while, and uh, I was wondering uh, when he first moved over there, A, how long was it going to last, and secondly, how good will it be? Um, again, I'm not putting him down. This is, this is a guy who has a pretty good track record around town, very well known, very well thought of in the restaurant business. Anyway, he's still there, which is one, you know, that's great right there. But... Uh, he was there in person, and I, I have a knack of not going to the rib room when he's there, and so this is the first time I've had a chance to talk to him for a while. Anyway, uh, we, we talked about things and new items on the menu and how, the, how great a year it was. Uh, you know, really, if you ask the restaurateurs of the city uh, how are things these days, it is unlikely, unless they're pulling your chain, that they will tell you, that it's been terrible. I mean, there have been these articles about all the restaurants that have closed. It's something like uh, 29 of them. But it turns out that just as many new restaurants have opened up and a lot of the old ones have become bigger and have had really, really good years, particularly during the uh, summertime. It was very good this year. And uh, this time of year is, is a little slow, but they say it's better than they were, you know, uh, getting ready for. So uh, it was terrific. I had a dinner there. I started off with this oyster dish, 
that was an interesting idea. It's so obvious that it's a wonder I've never seen it before. But what they do is they take some oysters and they coat them with some breadcrumbs and a few other seasonings. They fry them and then they skewer them with some, uh, I, I, I think there's a little bit of cheese. Or, or No, no, I'm sorry. It's hollandaise sauce with a, a bit of spice to it. And there was one other thing. Oh, some bacon. I, yeah, that's, that is what it was. Bacon. And this was an appetizer. It was very filling, though, for, uh, for something of that size. But uh, had that. And then uh, uh, they had a special on American Red Snapper, which is very close to the best fish in local waters uh, that I can think of. And I had that. It had a very interesting sauce. It was blackened to begin with. They did a great job with that. That's not the easiest thing in the world. Blackening fish is, is tough. It's, a, it's very tricky. So they had that, and there, was a, there were a couple other things in the plate. Um, not coming to me right now. I think one of them was, uh, was beans, and beans and rice, almost like a risotto. Anyway, that was terrific. And for dessert, they had some creme brulee that they were serving with uh, peanut butter cookies. It was interesting. Uh, pretty good dinner there, and uh, liked shooting the breeze with the guys who, are, who run the place, and I'm glad to see that everything is rolling there. Uh, that's a restaurant that had some really serious ups and downs over the last, say, 10 or 15 years. But they seem to have settled in, and I don't know who else you would give credit for that to except Tom Wolf. He's He's been in charge of everything, and he seems to have it uh, in charge. We'll come back with more of the Food Show in a moment after. First, please, then. Mm-hmm. It's heaven, how high the moon. There are only, oh. It's the Food Show. This is Tom Fitzmorris, and it's fun to be here with you every day. I really am trying to make it fun. I hope I'm doing anything in that regard. Love to hear from you. Our telephone number is 260-6368. If you've ever eaten anything in your life that you remember, call me and tell me about it. This is what I spend my life doing is finding out about all the food that is available here and what of it is good and what of it is not so good. And uh, I'm not looking for any of the bad places, obviously. But you would think so. You know, people hear that I'm a restaurant critic and they figure, okay, what do you have, some sort of checklist? No, I don't look at that. I don't do anything like that. Uh, to me, the best way to uh, figure out what a restaurant is about is when you walk out of it after having had a meal, how did you feel about it? If I walk out of a restaurant and I think, that was pretty good, well, that gets a high rating. I don't care what their bathrooms look like. <laughs> You'd be surprised. A lot of the national and international guidebooks, that's how they do it. They have checklists, you know. Do they have toothpicks? You know, <laughs> who cares if, when it comes to great food? I know the little irritations. There are some people who love just jumping all over those kinds of things. I, I, I had a friend once who could not accept a single dish from a restaurant, he would have to change everything. He had a real bad time with uh, France, where they they don't really like that at all. Chefs, you know, here it's it, nobody gives it a second thought. You go to a restaurant and you see, uh, you know, a crawfish dish, and you ask him if it can be done with crab meat. You know, things like that. If you were to try that in France, they would tell you no, very likely, anyhow. Unless it's a touristy place, in which case, well, you've just learned which ones are, church, uh, are, are, are restaurants that are catering to, to, to uh, tourists. 
<laughs> just if they don't get upset about that, then you've got you got a tourist place. Anyway, uh, we uh, if you've ever been to any uh, a good restaurant in your entire life, if you ever ate a dish, if you had a sandwich a long time ago and you remember it because it was just great, tell me about it. Especially if it's still, especially if it's still there. Who? What's? CJ is calling us on the green phone. I'll be darned. Welcome. Tom, got what? a question for you. Ask me. Uh, you had mentioned in uh, your daily menu on uh, a couple times on uh, Satsuma uh, cheesecake. Yeah, Satsuma cheesecake. I've been making that for years. I've been looking for your recipe. Is right. it uh, the same as your orange cheesecake recipe? It probably and is. So, is one... there any major or even minor differences they use except you know, yeah. using Sassuma yeah, that's, instead of orange? That's all there is. I mean, the, the two things, they, they have overlapping uh Overlapping seasons, but they're really the Satsumas come first, and then when they start petering out, then the oranges are right behind them. So I always say, when in doubt, eat the food of your region and the time it is there. I mean, eat things in season. Mother knows what she's doing. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I mean, and Satsumas, if I could get them all the time. I, that's what I use because it has a, a unique flavor. It's different from an orange, as we all know. Right. But, uh, yeah, the, other than that, uh, the recipe is the same. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of interested on that. Well, good. All you have to do is call me, and I'll be happy to give you the answers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you might want to put it in your newsletter sometime. I haven't seen it in the last, <clears throat> oh, I don't know how many years. All right. Well, here's how you find it. You go to nomenu.com on your on the browser of your computer. Nomenu.com. That right. will, that will bring up today's newsletter. I put out one every weekday. And it's the whole thing is right there. In fact, that's the best place to look at it because everything is working right. The the email thing has always got quirks to it. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you 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 go there and uh, at the bottom of the page as you as you scroll around you can hit, as a matter of fact, you can see it. Uh, it's bolder type than anything else. And one of, the, one of the items is recipes. And if you click on that, you'll, give, you'll get two pages of indexes. One of them is all of the recipes in alphabetical order. So what you would have is things like barbecue shrimp. You would have uh, satsuma cheesecake. Whereas... There's another index there that works on what's the most important item in the dish. So if it's oysters Rockefeller, it would be under oysters. If it were barbecue shrimp, it would be under shrimp. So, and then that'll take you to that list. You just go down and look for the thing that you're interested in. In this case, it would be cheesecake. And you hit that button right there. That just, that's a, that's a, a link. And it'll take you straight to the recipe. How's that for service? That'll work. Uh, I only have. I, I, I did. I only I, have. I, I, I through I, your book. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's another way you can do it. It's. Uh, well, that's how I found the orange cheesecake again, and I figured it oh. was probably about the same, but just using yeah. satsumas. Yeah, that's. Uh, there's no need to do anything but that. No, that's right. 
Well, good luck. Okay, thank you. Thanks for calling. See you. It's the food show. Have a show. good one now. A good what? That's what I always wonder. Everybody's always telling me have a good one, but a good what? That's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. I promise. 260-6368 is our telephone number. What's on your mind? Where have you been eating lately? So let me uh, t- tell you about the, the rib room. I, I told you most of it had this uh, the funny little dessert. It had a name that an old girlfriend of mine used to use all the time for a certain kind of a cookie. I can't remember what it was now. Uh, but it's not something that's really all that important. The rib room, uh, I mentioned, over the last, say, 10 or 15 years, I have found that they have not been particularly consistent. It it's, was a really great restaurant for a really long time. But then they just got into this phase. I think it had more to do with the change in the, the kind of diners that are out there. Younger diners would probably be less likely to go to the rib room than, than older diners just because the menus are pretty straightforward and they're not making the food jump through hoops as a lot of restaurateurs do these days. So uh, it's, it's easier to get in and it's easier to find something that you like. They make great cocktails, though. That is something that they have always had absolutely perfect. And uh, last night I had a Manhattan, which is one of the really great classic cocktails, I think. And I remember, you know, I've, I've had more than my share of those. Maybe you know, I won't even guess. But the, the one I had over there at the, at the rib room was just delicious. I mean, that's not a word you apply to, to cocktails very often, that, that, that they're delicious. Well, these were, or this one, I, I own, my limit is one, it was great, just great. And this is a place that also does wonderful job with Ramos Gin Fizz, uh, with a Sazerac. They put out a great Sazerac. They put out a great straight-ahead martini. So if you ever want to, if what you need is a bar uh, that's comfortable and makes really good drinks and has a nice style to it, and a lot of times they have live music, too. They have a guy playing the piano, but not so loud that you can't keep up a conversation. That's the place to go. And you know what else they've got going for them these days is that not very many restaurants, not even steakhouses, have prime rib anymore. I, we get a lot of requests on this program for prime rib restaurants. There are not very many of them. That's why it's so hard to find them. There are very few. The rib room, obviously, uh, prime rib is their, their signature specialty. and always has been that. Uh, I remember back in the 1960s when I first started looking at restaurants and writing about them that uh, this was something you found on any restaurant's menu that was doing uh, any kind of serious meat cookery, anything with, with uh, beef. They, if they really wanted to make the scene, they would have prime rib. And then it faded away in the, in the 80s, I'm going to say. The 1980s, all of a sudden, nobody was doing, except for the rib room. The rib room has never stopped doing it. Uh, they, they, you could not get prime rib in restaurants. For those who might wonder, well, what is that? Isn't that just a steak anyway? Yes and no. Uh, it, a pr- prime rib and a ribeye steak are 
identically the same thing. It's the same cut of meat. And if you're using USDA Prime over here, you're probably using USDA Prime over there. Same, same kind of grading, same, uh, same cut, but there is one huge difference. When you do prime rib, you sear it on the outside, you put it in the oven for a long time until it gets to the degree of doneness that you're looking for, and then you serve it up, and you, what you'll find is that it's kind of crusty on the outside, and it's very juicy in the middle, and it has really a, a different flavor from if you, the, what you would have if you took that same exact steak and grilled it with, or broiled it, which are the two ways that most restaurants use to serve, the, to serve a steak. And uh, you, if you compare that with the prime rib done in the classic prime rib way, prime rib, in the prime, wait a minute, I'll get this right yet, uh, uh, cut yet, I'll just use a different word. And that's, uh, that's what you get. And they, they have always had that as a major specialty over at the rib room. So uh, there were some people in the next table, I think they were in town for some sort of convention and they were talking about things, and the guy who was leading the group, he, he had the way to repeat over and over again what was the difference between the special prime rib and the other kind of prime rib, which was uh, really a grilled steak. And he wound up, and I didn't stay around long enough to see how this went, but he got a 16-ounce prime rib. Boy, the food show. I'm Tom Fitzmorris. It's fun to talk with you about food and eating in restaurants and cooking every day. Our number is 260-6368 if you want to talk. If you don't want to talk, you, well, I invite you to keep on listening as long as you want. And it's free. Remember that. It's just free. No problem. 105.3 FM HD2. If you need help in uh, trying to work out how the HD2 thing works, uh, there are a lot of places you could get it. Uh, the, the first one would be uh, the, the owner's manual for your car. And if you can't find the answer in there, just go to the dealer and say, how do you get HD radio on this thing? And then they'll tell you how to do it. It will not be as hard as you think it is. And then all of a sudden, you'll be listening to a much, much better sound than you've ever had before. And uh, th this is also the opportunity to spread the tentacles of radio into a wider audience, and uh, it, it is all digital as opposed to analog, so that's where the in, importance in the increase in, of excellence in the sound, that's where all that comes from, is we're just doing modern techniques. AM radio is a technology from over 100 years ago. It should have been gotten rid of a long time ago, but it's still there, and uh, but this is even better than FM, so... Uh, here you are, and you'll be on the cutting edge of, of uh, listeners, radio listeners in your group, because here we are uh, using something that most people don't even know about that is highly superior and doesn't cost a nickel to, to keep it ma maintaining. You might spend a little money to get it on, on the top of your, your phone at home, uh, <clears throat> your, your kitchen table or, or your car, whichever one it is. If you need any help with this, uh, call me, and I'll tell you everything I know, and then uh, I'll tell you how to find somebody who knows a lot more than I do. So uh, that's, that's the story on that. We have an Eat Club dinner coming up uh, 
on the 31st of this month. It's going to be at the Roosevelt Hotel. We're having a lot of fun with that. We're doing visits there to different parts of the hotel every month, and it's just been a hoot so far. Also on our schedule for summertime, this, wait till you hear this. We have uh, the Eat Club started out doing dinners back in 1995, and uh, we did them once a week for a long time. We don't do as many now because I don't think there's the demand for it. But what we also have, uh, we started doing, oh gosh, around maybe 2000, 2003 or something like that. We started doing uh, cruises. We've had 29 cruises, people traveling with us. It is really a lot of fun because if you don't know everybody in the group, it doesn't matter because you're going to get to know them uh, just out of the course of having dinner or doing anything else. Uh, This cruise we have coming up this summer, first of all, starts off with my favorite ship group. It's uh, Cunard. Originally based in Great Britain, it's owned by Carnival now, although you would never know that to to look at the ship. It is beautiful. The service style is fantastic. And they are doing a cruise uh, starting off and ending in Vancouver uh, in in, um, Canada. But where we're going is up through Alaska. We're kind of the inner, what do they call that, the inner path or the... Uh, anyway, the ship kind of just like weaves its way through all those little towns along the, the uh, coastline there in Alaska. And I guarantee you every time you open your eyes and turn 90 degrees, you'll see just a, a, a unbelievable surroundings, and you'll take a million pictures. It's, it's so gorgeous out there. And if you've never been to Alaska— I mean, you really ought to go there once in your lifetime at least. So we're doing a a cruise over there. I wasn't even thinking of doing another one. I had just about given up on it because it's a little more grueling than I'm making it sound. Uh, Not for you, but for the the people that run it, and I'm I'm one of them. So uh, what we are going to do is uh, we're going to go through a a number of, of towns. Most of these are very small towns that have amazing surroundings. Uh, There's one, for example, that has a train, and it's a steam train at that, that goes up through the mountains and goes to the Canadian line. This is where all the the gold pickers were coming out when all of a sudden in Alaska there was a a run on on gold because they were digging it up all over the place there. That is really something to see. So anyway, we're doing this. Uh, in June, June 10th, I think is the exact date, we're going to be on the ship for 12, uh, for 10 days, uh, 12 nights, really. During the daytime, of course, you can do whatever you want. As a matter of fact, do, while you're in the cruise ship, you can pretty much do anything you want. Anyway, that's coming up. If you want to know more about it, go to nomenu.com. This is my website, nomenu.com slash Alaska. And uh, hope you can come with us. We, we always have a lot of fun with those things. And we get to learn who all these listeners of ours are. Stay tuned. More of the Food Show follows the news. Thank you.